Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Morning, Central Indiana, and welcome to the first day show. It's the WIBC Magazine. Got an extra hour of sleep this morning. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm Terry Stacy, along with producer Kylan Talley. Good morning. Our drink of choice this morning is pumpkin spiced apple cider. What's better for a November morning? It's been in the refrigerator here at WIBC for about three weeks. All right, Terry. It still tastes good. There's, I didn't see any mold. <laughs> I think we're fine. But if you should hear just dead air in a little while, you know that Kylan and I got both very sick from old pumpkin there spice cider. There were a cider. few floaty pieces in it, but I'm just hoping it's the pulp from the apple and moving oh on. Oh my goodness. Hey everybody, you got an extra hour of sleep this morning. Daylight saving time has ended. Your dog can't figure out why you're still asleep and his body clock says that you should have taken him out to the bathroom an hour ago. So now he's going to go in the living room. Just Happy so you know. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, here's good news. Nobody won Powerball. So we can keep going. The Powerball jackpot has risen to an estimated $1.9 billion for Monday's drawing. I know you're not that lucky, but if you were lucky enough to win the Powerball, what would you do with the money, Terry? Powerball? Powerball, yeah. Oh, boy. You know, a million things. I'd be good with it, too. And I would take the whole thing. I really would. I don't want this monthly stuff. If mon- Monday's drawing cash has an option of $929.1 million. Um, so anyway, about a million things. I mean, I'd find a, 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 the house of my dreams. Parents, make sure everybody's taken care of, the family. Uh, I'd throw some money into some charities that I love very much. And then you would get some. <laughs> I would? Would I move to Florida with you? Yeah. You, you could. I've taken you, my family, and my neighbor, Sue. So I think we can, and then all the animals. It's going to be great. What would you do with it? Oh, gosh. You'd buy a theater. And yeah. you'd pay yourself acting, of course, to be the lead actor, and you'd pay yourself very well. <laughs> Put all your friends in the show. You'd be in it. I'd be in it, too. I mean, Let's I co-star. can certainly paint scenes. Oh, but, but, Terry, you're supposed to be on stage with me. I can tap dance. Is that for real? Oh, yeah. Like nobody you've ever seen before in your life. Okay, hold on to that. We are going to see that later, (laughs) Terry. I'm not forgetting that one. We have got a jam-packed show for you guys. I can't help it. It's filled with people that love animals and veterans because Veterans Day is coming up on Friday. And in my very long broadcast career, truly, conversations with veterans have been my favorite. But first, it is the season of giving. And a while back, I was introduced to an organization called Blue Angel Connect. It's a very small nonprofit. And I'm always happy to to promote the little guys that really don't get much attention. And this one was founded by Nicole Burris. So joining us now is retired law enforcement officer and the father of the incredible lady with the big heart, Brent Burris. How are you, Brent? 
Really good. I appreciate you taking the time out to uh, talk about our program coming up. If you would just kind of tell us about Blue Angel Connect, started by your daughter. Correct. It was started by my daughter actually uh, seven years ago, back in 2016. She was 11 years old at the time and decided to form this organization uh, while I was still a police officer because her job was she wanted to change the perception of the way uh, the community looked at law enforcement officers. You know, we, we just didn't write tickets and take people to jail. You know, we're human beings, too. We have a heart. and We like to help out the community when we can. So she actually started uh, this program that we do every year, actually. It's called Holiday Hope, and we actually um, surprise families in both Hancock and Henry County with Christmas that, you know, they may not be able to have because of, for whatever circumstance, we try to come in and, and help them out. Unlike some of the other things we do, Holiday Hope is completely funded by donations that we receive um, throughout the year. So we're out working, you know, in the community, talking to different organizations, uh, different donors, trying to raise those funds to help out as many families as we can uh, during Christmas time. So we're always looking for people who, who want to help out and donate to our cause. So what is the goal this year? How many families have said we need some help? Well, we've received about a half a dozen already. Normally, we, we see between 10 to 15. Uh, it, it usually depends on, on the year. Uh, last year was a bigger year for us uh, with yeah. everything kind of going on. Uh, a lot of families needed help, and I think that's where we're going uh, this year. Um, we're actually looking to have all the families' names submitted to us by the 11th of this month. I believe that's uh, on Friday of next week. Yep. Um, so we want to get those in. So, And if you know uh, a family that can use some assistance this year, you know, we invite you to go to our website, fill out the form, and uh, send it in to us so we can take a look at it. So if you know a family that needs some help, go to, and you need to get this information to them. And we're talking about the families in Hancock County and Henry County as well. Uh, you need to get that information to them by November 11th. What's the website, Brent? The website is www.blueangelconnect.org. Funds are, are the biggest thing. We're, you know, like I said, this, this program is completely funded by what we receive during the year. So the more we receive, the more families that we can help. So, you know, uh, we do have a way that you can donate from our website as well. And, and you mentioned volunteers. We are always looking for volunteers to help because, as you can imagine, with being involved uh, with us last year like you were, there's a lot of presents to wrap because <laughs> un unlike, our, unlike other programs, we take care of the whole family. So, you know, we concentrate on taking care of the kids, but we also help out mom and dad, too. Um, so we wrap a lot of presents, I mean, in the hundreds. Everybody gets something. We want to help out as many families as possible. So, again, you know, if you know somebody that could use some assistance this year, please don't hesitate to reach out to us because we, we, we will try to help as many families as our funds allow us to do. You, you can spare something. No donation is ever too small. We welcome everything we get, and we're very appreciative for everything we get. So, again, please visit our website. BlueAngelConnect.org. Brent, it's great to talk to you. Thank you very much for all your help. We, we do appreciate it. 53 degrees here on Monument Circle. It is 1013, Kylan. Go check out our Facebook page, First Day with Terry Stacy. Our first day, Sunday sunrise, is posted. And so it's a beautiful one. Even though it's just a gradient, there's still so much beauty, especially right here on Monument Circle. Kylan wants you to feel, uh, get up and enjoy the day. It is going to be a beautiful day, that is for sure, unlike we had yesterday, which was 
wild and powerful wind. And I know that there are still some residents here without electricity. So uh, today is going to be much better. The wind has died down. And we're glad you're here with us on the first day on 93 WIBC. Ninety-three WIBC. It is Terry Stacy wreaths across America. You've heard us talk about this organization before. It's a nonprofit founded to continue and expand the annual wreath laying ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery. And as we approach Veterans Day on November eleventh, I thought we'd take some time to learn more about this organization's mission to remember, honor, and teach. And joining us now is the director of military and veteran outreach, Joe Regan. Joe, I'm glad to have some time with you. How how are you? I'm wonderful, Terry. Thank you so much for having me on. It's it's great to join you and your listeners and, and talk about this amazing program. Yeah, and it is. And you should know Joe is pretty amazing, too. Joe served eight years active duty as an infantry, infantry officer. Why did you want to serve our country, Joe? Well, you know, I was in college at the time that uh, the 9-11 happened. I was a sophomore in college. Um, I went to a, a small military school in, in Vermont called Norwich University, uh, which is one of the oldest private military colleges in the country. This is a, an organization that has really continued to instill the, the, the virtues of patriotism and, and service to our country, to all of our graduates. You know, upon seeing what happened with 9-11, it was it kind of became obvious that that was the route that I wanted to, to go. And, and I, you know, I could have gone to any service. I probably could have done any job in the military that I wanted. But I felt that, um, you know, where I was needed and where I could have the most impact was to serve in the infantry on the front lines. And so after graduating college, commissioned into the Army, went to Fort Drum, New York, and uh, you know, re- really within a year and a half of graduating college, found myself on a plane on the way to, to Afghanistan. Hmm. And um, you know, had the, it, it, was a, it was a privilege to be able to work alongside so many amazing men and women uh, who had volunteered to serve and uh, you know, to be able to to lead them in the difficult mission that we had in Afghanistan is being able to continue to share those stories through Reads Across America, you know, being able to promote the work that they've done and, uh, and what they continue to do to support our country and, and our communities. You served two tours. It must have changed you forever. And probably in a good way. I think that, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot that you can learn and especially learning as you work with other people. The men and women who volunteer to serve in our military are, are truly exceptional individuals. And to be able to, to work alongside them, uh, to lead them, is it, it gives you such a great perspective on, on patriotism and American exceptionalism and all these different things that make this country so amazing. Uh, so to be able to experience that... Uh, was just such a tremendous opportunity for me. Those two tours in Afghanistan with the 10th Mountain Division, during the first tour, your platoon's casualty rate exceeded 100%, with every member of the platoon being awarded a Purple Heart, with several being wounded multiple times. Coming home after what you endured, hear from so, so many veterans that say that transition into civilian life was very difficult. Was it for you too? I think I was, I was blessed to be surrounded by a tremendous network of individuals that that supported me in so many different ways and I think that that really helped and what I've what I've learned over the years since leaving active duty uh, is, is how important that that network and how important that that sense of community is yeah. to helping to reintegrate and one of the things that reads across America does is helps to foster that sense of community people think about reads across America and they say oh how lovely to, to be able to lay reads on headstones each year it's such a beautiful thing and what they don't realize is is the impact that that has on the veterans that are around them. Because when we show that, that level of respect to those that have passed, and when we allow 
those veterans that are still in our community to share those stories and the reflections of those individuals, it makes them feel valued. It shows that level of gratitude. It goes beyond the, the, the superficial thank yous and really is a, a truly a true act of of gratitude towards these veterans, which is a, an important step to foster that sense of community so that they're able to, to continue to, to thrive and give back in, in the ways that they do after taking the uniform off. Wow. This is Joe Regan, veteran and director of Military and Veteran Outreach with Reads Across America, readsacrossamerica.org. They're veterans that are helping and serving their fellow veterans through Reads Across America radio. And for our veterans that are listening in your families, they have just added some new shows. And in fact, we're going to talk to the host of Veterans Corner in just a little bit. Joe, tell us about some of this new content. When we established Reads Across America radio, it was part of our efforts to give a voice to America's veterans. And we just, you know, a lot of people can talk about these different things, but what we really wanted to establish was a radio station for people to understand the experience of our service members, veterans, and their families, and our Gold Star families as well. You know, as we go out and we, we look at partnerships, so my role at Reach Across America is to to help manage partnerships that we have with, with over 3,500 different veteran and military groups across the country. Through our re-sponsorship program, we've generated almost $18 million to go back to support some of these partner organizations and the missions that they're doing uh, in communities across the country. And so through Reach Across America Radio, we're able to give a voice to those programs to help shed light on you know, some of the challenges that uh, veterans are facing in these communities, but also the success that they've had. Um, I was reading something just today that uh, over we have uh, uh, veterans homelessness rate yeah. has dropped for the, for the first time in five years. There's only at this point, if you look back in 2010, when the Veterans Administration really started to focus on veterans homelessness, there are over 75,000 homeless veterans in the country. And as of, this, as of today, that number is 33,000 homeless veterans in the country. And that's because communities are developing these solutions to help connect those veterans with the resources that they need to thrive. Right. And I think that that's the thing that we want to talk about is, you know, that resiliency that exists within the veterans community. We want to talk about the success that veterans have. And I hate to use myself as an example, but in this case, I will. You know, you talked about, you know, the, the level of sacrifice that was made by my platoon. And, and some people would look at that and say, how can you possibly come back from a situation like that and continue to live a normal life? And I'll be the first one to say, no, it is possible. And you can use that same skill set. And that's where veterans have really thrived in this country throughout our history is because they bring those experience, because they bring a passion for helping others, for supporting others, for leading. And that's where the Reads Across America Radio and some of the programs that we're bringing on to give voice to those veterans so that we can help to say we should be grateful for veterans, but also recognize the amount of value that they're able to bring to our communities after they take that uniform off. It must be very comforting and feel like home when they're listening Absolutely. to other veterans and uh, talk about issues and topics that are important to them. It Absolutely. And, I, and I, I hope that when folks listen, that especially if, if a veteran is having a difficult time, that they hear those stories and realize that there are other veterans that are experiencing that right. or have experienced that and overcome it and that they see that and take it as an opportunity for hope that they can also find that same success in their lives and that they have the tools and that there are people out there that want to support them 
uh, and make sure that they're able to, to thrive because they've certainly earned it. For our listeners that are veterans and your families, American there's an American Hero Show hosted by retired United States Army Staff Sergeant Travis Mills. There's a Veterans Corner Radio. We're going to talk to, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Bill Hodges, a U.S. Air Force veteran, the Veterans Voice Project, Veterans Voice Radio, Sword and Pen. I mean, there's just a number of fantastic programming. And if you would, Joe, tell them how they can hear it. So, uh, Reads Across America Radio streams on pretty much any of the streaming platforms that you can think of. Uh, Odyssey, iHeart, just name a few. Um, but really all those platforms. And of course, you can go to readsacrossamerica.org uh, slash radio, and that will bring you to uh, a web stream where you can stream right from your, your computer at home. And listen, everybody, I mean, if you want to continue and you want to support the mission of Wreaths Across America, Joe, they, they would go to wreathsacrossamerica.org, that same website you gave, and that will be there will be places for them to donate or to do whatever they can to be a part of what you're, you're doing. Absolutely. Yep, wreathsacrossamerica.org. You can learn more about our mission to remember, honor, and teach. Uh, you can also find locations that are near you. You know, I talk a lot about Arlington National Cemetery because that's where I wind up each year as part of the program. But like I said, uh, over 30, over 3,000 locations across the country. So chances are there's some place near you uh, that you can go and you can participate. And I urge you to do that. Uh, participate. Get that experience. Once yeah. you do it once, I guarantee you'll be hooked. Uh, what do you do, Joe, as a veteran? Do you do anything special on Veterans Day? <laughs> uh, well, this year I'm actually really excited. My uh, uh, my second grader has invited me to come to his elementary school oh. to, for their Veterans Day presentation. Wow. Um, That's but, the uh, best. That's the best. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, and I, I always uh, you know, really try to help share those those stories of the men and women that I served alongside. I think I have a, um, you know, I've been given a, a tremendous opportunity through my involvement with the Reeds program to be able to uh, have a platform to give voice to a lot of the men and women that I serve, served alongside. Uh, so to be able to, to help share those stories and to help other folks understand those experiences of, of all of our veterans um, is really very important to me to be able to do that. Um, you know, both my wife and I served in the Army, um, you know, so to be able to be you know, to share that experience as well is, is something that's, uh, you know, tremendously important to me. And uh, like I said, just being able to give back uh, and to continue to serve in that capacity is, is, uh, brings tremendous joy to my life, and uh, I'm glad to be able to do it. Well, I feel very fortunate that we had this opportunity to meet you, Joe. Joe Regan, thank you for your service, your sacrifice, and what you continue to do, working to make a difference in the lives of veterans and their families with Wreaths Across America. WreathsAcrossAmerica.org. Joe, thank you. The Director of Military and Veteran Outreach. Thank you so much. Coming up, local media personality with a passion for helping cats, K.J. McGlynn, will join us after the break. She's written a book, 93 WIBC. Everybody wants to be a cat Because a cat's the only cat Who knows where it's at Tell me everybody's picking up on that feline beat everything else is obsolete. 93 WIBC, it is Terry Stacy. I first heard our next guest voice on WZPL, and that's where I really learned about her passion for cats and for kids. And That's a familiar voice, guys, in the Indianapolis community in over 20 years. K.J. McGlynn has had such an interesting life and, and bio, too, which includes founder of the Kind of Nerdy Girls podcast and is in her second season as executive producer of Paranormal X-Road. 
And now she adds to the list. Author of a new book. It's titled Raised by Cats, Behind the Mic and the Meows, as she continues to use her voice to help cats and cat people. And KJ, we are so excited you're here. How are you? I am so excited to be with you, Terry. I don't know that we've ever been on the radio together. No, I don't think so. (laughs) First time I heard your voice and listened to you for a couple days, I thought, I want to be her friend. You know, I really did. And I think that's how (laughs) listeners, wherever they have heard your voice, has thought the same thing. I kind of want to start with where did you grow up? I grew up in Wisconsin. And even though my voice is, is very unique here, if you go back to Cuba City, Wisconsin, I have a lot of relatives sound like me. I thank my mother for this wonderfully <laughs> unique voice. And I grew up on a on a farm. So my first job as a, a young girl was to get up bright and early and feed the calves and feed the cats. And that's where my life with cats began. So where did the radio job start to come into play? I was and still am a, a big weirdo in my family. Everybody, <laughs> uh, you know, farms and has like 10 children. And I was like, I'm going to be a performer. (laughs) And I actually talk uh, in in my new book, uh, Raised by Cats, Behind the Mic and the Meows, about how my first performances were for my cats in my room (laughs) because nobody else cared that I wanted to, you know, sing and dance and and talk on the radios. That was really where it started. And then one day I was listening to my radio in my room and getting ready to hit record to take my favorite songs. And the DJ came on and he said that he was broadcasting live from Mark's IGA in Cuba City, <laughs> and I just lost my mind. And he was, you know, and he, and he was only going to be there a few more minutes. You know how it is, like the last sure. break. I'm, I'm only going to be here a few more minutes, and I just ran out of my room and and I yelled to my mom, "I'm going to get a candy bar," and I. <laughs> Hopped on my bike and just booked it to the grocery store and came running in there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I listen to you every morning. I want to be in radio. I'm the biggest fan. And he said, well, how would you like to be an intern? I left that grocery store with a candy bar and my first radio job. That is a fantastic story. My life would be dramatically different if I hadn't raced to the store. And and you can imagine my mom's face when I came back and she was like, you really needed a candy bar. <laughs> I'm like, I, was like, I really did it, but I got a job and I'm going to start working in radio. And so now I need the car. <laughs> How old were you? I was 17. Where I grew up is uh, is the tri-state area. So technically the radio station was Dubuque, Iowa, the biggest city uh, near where I I, I grew up, so I started there at K-Live 105, and I, I had this dream, Terry, to go to the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin, yeah. and that wonderful program director who hired me said, why on earth are you going to go spend a gazillion dollars going into debt with student loans when you can just go to the community college right here and have a job doing what you want to do? And I was like, oh, you make so much sense. <laughs> 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 but you're taking away my college party years. But it was oh. it was totally worth it. I worked at K Live all the way through, <laughs> and then I did the you know the whole radio thing. I traveled to Omaha. I packed up my cats. Uh, went to Omaha and worked at Sweet 98. Which um, then I went to Detroit for a little bit. 
it, and then Indianapolis came calling, and I thought, you know, I'll be here for, you know, three years or so. That's yeah. the life of a radio person. And 21 years I spent walking into the same building despite some ownership changes and going from ZPL to uh, the mix for a while, yeah. but I got I got to work in the same building with the same microphone and have an incredible experience. And I just fell in love with Indianapolis and I'm so happy I'm here. It's KJ McGlynn and you know that voice, a local media personality. She's a TV producer, entrepreneur, and now author of a new book. It's called Raised by Cats, Behind the Mic and Meows, kjontheair.com. Congratulations. Uh, This book is the number one new release on Amazon. Congratulations to you. You had your VIP book lunch party last night. Uh, Tell us about this awesome book that you've written. Thank you. Uh, Yes, I was blown away and immediately screenshotted the the Amazon number one new release. Like, I can't believe this is real. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. It's pretty, I mean, it really is. It's got to be such a great feeling. It's scary, you know, with radio, you know, you're you're talking and you may say something and it, it, it makes an impact. It makes somebody laugh, but they move on. And with a book, it's like, well, if you didn't like what I said, it's right there and it's always going to be there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> cover, by the way, is is just perfect. The cover is KJ holding beautiful. Which one is? That is Grayson. He is my uh, my little partner on Pet yeah. Health TV. Yeah. Um, and I have so much love for Patty Spitler, our you know legendary, wonderful broadcaster and my mentor. So to give you a little story of how it, really this book came about, it was you know radio stations change ownership, and sometimes you're involved to the party and sometimes you're not. I uh, was not invited to a new ownership radio party, so I was without a job. And I got invited to Patty Spittler's birthday party at the Skyline Club. And I walked into her birthday party and she said, I need you on Pet Pals TV. I need your passion for cats. And I said, well, I'm ready to go. Perfect. (laughs) Just a perfect time. Perfect timing. She's known as the kitty correspondent on Pet Pals TV. And that's a nationally syndicated program, by the way. Kind of where the journey began. So I, I, I didn't really know how to be on TV. And so Patty kind of mentored me and showed me the way. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I get to do what I love, which is telling positive stories. And I get to do it with the thing I love most, cats. I've always spent my life loving cats. I was born with a love of cats. My first word was kitty. It was not mama or dada. It was kitty. You know, my mother, God love her, if she was still alive, would certainly be happy that if I was going to say kitty before mama, I made a career out of it. And so that's sort of where the the book came from. People started asking me for advice and I realized that, hey, you know, I seem to have a lot of knowledge about cats that other people don't. How can I help? Because we have so many cats that are in shelters or cats that end up needing to be rehomed when really we just need to understand their behavior a little bit better and there are ways to fix it so that cats can stay at homes and not have as many in shelters. And I was like, I've just, I've got to write the book. I've, I've got to share my story so that I can help change the story for cats and, and people who love them. I work very closely with 
Indie Neighborhood Cats, which is such a, a fabulous organization full of passionate, wonderful people yep. who are literally on the streets every day trying to not only get the word out, but get those traps out and get those cats not only spayed and neutered, but get them the medical care that they need. They continue to be good stewards and good neighbors to the people that understand these are outdoor cats. They don't need to be saved and put in a shelter, they're they're happy and they're serving a purpose for our community. And thousands and thousands of cats now have been trapped, neutered, released and, and are being managed in colonies and by wonderful people. And and the more we do that, the less cats we have, which yeah. is so wonderful. Yeah. So it all, you know, it really, really starts with that. I always am trying to get that word out there about indie neighborhood cats because advice for bringing a new cat into a home with other cats. The number one thing is all of the patience in the world. You have to let those cats do this at their pace. And sometimes cats are going to be great after a week and sometimes it's going to take six months to a year to fully integrate. That's a worst case scenario and doesn't usually happen, but sometimes I do deal with um, helping cat owners who are like, oh my gosh, I don't know what else to do. So number one, do not let them see each other. Have a room that is reserved for the new cat. Have all the things that they need in there and have maybe a few blankets or things that smell like your other cat because the biggest way to set your cats up for success is to get them to smell like each other. So cats don't recognize each other by uh, sight like we do. They recognize each other by scent. And scent is really important to their natural instincts because they need to mark their territory in the wild. So they recognize who's safe and who's not by scent. And the most important thing for a cat is that they feel safe. So our cats are predator and prey in the wild, and they remain that when we bring them into our house. So balancing out this crazy mind that they have of, I need to hunt and I need to not be hunted. Like they're constantly like, I got to eat. I hope I don't get eaten. I got to eat. I hope I don't get eaten. Like it's a a stressful life to be a cat and that's still in them. So we want to set them up and make them feel super safe. We want to mix their scents so that they can just smell each other for at least a few days. Then I recommend putting food bowls kind of on each side of the door and see how close you can get them to to eat. And if they're eating with their bowls right next to the door on each side, then put a little baby gate between them and let them see each other, but always do positive things. So if they love treats, they see the other cat, they get a treat. So it's a whole bunch of positive reinforcement, but we have to do it really, really slow with them because we aren't certain when we bring a cat into our house whether or not that unsafe feeling will make them be aggressive or make them hide under the bed. It's called Raised by Cats, Behind the Mic and the Meows. Number one new release on Amazon, and we're awful proud of her. KJOnTheAir.com. Again, she's the founder of Kind of Nerdy Girls podcast and now author. It's in all of the the big places like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million online. But if you go to my website, you can actually, it's going to cost you the same, and you can get a personalized copy, and a portion of all the books that I sell on my website is going to help Indian 
neighborhood cats and grateful rescue and sanctuary and some of the other groups that i work with so if you just go to kjtodayshow.com you will find every link to all the places but that autographed copy is the one that will help us help more cats here in indianapolis kjtodayshow.com kj thank you it's so good to get in touch with you congratulations on your success my friend thank you so much i appreciate it you are listening to the first day on 93 wibc 53 on 93 WIBC. Here's Sam Fritz with the First Day Music Report. Music fans, it's time to fill up your concert calendar with events happening throughout the state of Indiana this week. The Goo Goo Dolls are paying a visit to South Bend on Monday as they take the stage at the Morris Performing Arts Center. Doors open at 7. Tuesday, the Hi-Fi in Indianapolis will host indie folk duo Penny and Sparrow. On the north side of the city, you can catch 90s swing and jazz act the Squirrel Nut Zippers performing at the Vogue Theater in Broad Ripple. You can catch an odd couple combo on Thursday as country rock artist Brantley Gilbert will be opening for the new metal legend's five-finger death punch in Fort Wayne at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. Yes will still be around on Friday as they continue their 50th anniversary tour in support of the album Close to the Edge. This time, playing at the Hard Rock Live in Gary, Night Ranger will be in Nashville, and Trace Adkins will be performing in Shipshawana. Finally, on Saturday, you have the choice between 90s one-hit wonder Puddle of Mud in Angola, R&B artist Torin Wells in Evans or Grammy Award-winning bluegrass band the infamous String Dusters performing right here in Indianapolis. Want more music and tour updates throughout the week? Be sure to follow me on Twitter at the letters IND Music Report. Last week, rock and roll band White Reaper released the song Pages, the first single off their forthcoming album, Asking for a Ride. White Reaper has been a favorite of mine since the release of their 2017 album, The World's Best American Band. Their music fills me with this nostalgia for the classic rock sound that a lot of fans of the genre appear to miss in most modern releases. You can tell that the classic rock influence is more inspiration than imitation, however, as lead singer Tony Esposito has a unique vocal delivery that makes their song stand out from pretty much any other act in music. Pages is a small and I do mean small change of pace for White Reaper as it features an acoustic guitar in the verse which is a rarity in most of their songs. The chorus brings back the groove and distortion that most White Reaper fans are accustomed to and in my opinion delivers a solid track that you'll hear spinning on alt-rock stations across the country for a long while. But don't just take my word for it. Give it a listen for yourself and send in a short voice clip to indmusicreport at radio-1.com or tweet it at me at indmusicreport to hear yourself featured in a future listener feedback segment. Dust off the skinny jeans and pull out the hair dye as Paramore has officially announced they are embarking on a 2023 North American tour in support of their upcoming album, This Is Why. A single by the same name was released last month and is picking up steam with over 18 million streams on Spotify and 6.5 million views of the music video on YouTube. The tour was announced last week and will consist of 27 shows across four months, including a show in Indianapolis. They will be receiving support from opening acts like Block Party and Genesis Owosu for half the dates listed, including their Indiana show, while alt-rock bands Foles and the Linda Lindas will fill out the remaining shows. Paramore is currently playing a handful of dates throughout the month of November, all of which have sold out except for one at the Beacon Theater in New York. If the success of these shows is any indication of what's to come, then you may want to get your tickets now before you miss out on your chance to see them live at Gamebridge Fieldhouse in June of next year. Here on First Day and on WIBC, this has been your Music Report. I'm Sam Fritz. The news is next.